Hello, hello, my denizens of the interwebs of all walks and all lives. It's your boy, Byron D. Zero, and you are listening to a brand spanking new episode of the Executive Dysfunction Podcast. Hey guys, it's been a while, and <laughs> when I say a while, it's been probably like a year or so since I last came out with anything, uh, you know, the world's kind of gone to shit since then, I've moved around a couple places, uh, trying to get a hang on the whole, uh, employment, unemployment thing, I mean, I'm not hurting or nothing right now. But I'm sure as for a lot of people who listen, life hasn't been exactly great. Um, so I've got a few new things going on in my life. Uh, as of this recording, I have just uh, had testing for autism. So you can add that to the salad bowl of uh, <laughs> neurodivergency that is in my head. Which, by the way, that's another thing I want to talk about while I have your attention. Because, you see, I want to gear the trajectory of this podcast to not just about being being ADHD, but all neurodivergent struggles. Because it doesn't matter if ADHD or ASD the entire they're they're both spectrums no two cases are alike you you may have things in common you may find kindred bonds and such but there will always be a difference Uh, with that said I wanted to talk about um just like my journey in the pursuit of an autism diagnosis tonight. Where do I start? Uh, I don't know. Uh, while I was still in, while I was still in undergrad, uh, UMass Lowell, there would be times when I would buy myself and I would just think, maybe I should get tested. I kind of just shrug it off because I didn't know how about go this, how to go about this stuff. It was all uncharted territory. And I think as I got more into my mid-30s, it became more of a prevalent thought. And it was all just there in the back of my mind. I was wondering, like, what was, like, why is it I feel so different from such a large majority of people with attention deficit disorder? Like, I resonate with the traits. I've been diagnosed. There's no doubt about that. But I've noticed that a lot of my friends who just have ADHD have been able to function a lot more socially than I've ever been able to do. You know, a lot of them, they have healthy relationships with family and significant others. And they're able to maintain very prosperous jobs. And for some reason, I just 
couldn't get that. Another thing, a lot of them are able to mask and just fit in and find their place. And even to this day, I still don't know where my place is. Like, I've had friend groups. I've had one or two people I can do with, but nothing lasting. I mean, part of it's me, and part of it is living in a neurotypical society. But I'm kind of going tangential here. I just say that to say that I I just felt so different from other people with ADHD. And the more I I have friends who are on the spectrum, and there were thing there were things about their stories, even their behaviors I resonated with. And in the coming years, I want to say like around twenty seventeen, it was uh, the other gears were turning in my head. Um, I always just thought. Maybe I might have autism. Maybe. I, again, didn't pursue it because I didn't know what my options were. Um, at the time, I was working so many hours that I didn't know if my insurance could afford it. But hey, what are you going to do? That's capitalism for you. Going back to my main point. One day, my mom came to me, like, we were having coffee, just shooting shit, and she's been working as a family service worker for, like, two or three years now, so it's kind of changed her perspective on how to approach mental health and mental illness. I say that because my mom's a very religious woman, she's very into the church, and I can't remember different points in my life my mom basically having that mentality of like praying depression away or this or just not thinking about it so I was surprised when she brought up the idea about me getting tested like me and my mom heads a lot a lot of things but to see us find common ground in that subject it felt like we were having a moment. It was surreal, but it was also touching. Lord knows we haven't had a moment like that in a while. Uh, yeah, so that conversation happened earlier this year. Uh, I want to say early March 2021. Yeah. And uh, pardon me. And I kind of just took that as it's like the push I needed. I don't want to say sign because I'm not sure how I feel about the idea of fate anymore. But that's a topic for another day. Um, I just went ahead and did it. So fast forward to early May 2020. Finally got my test. It's still being processed. I have some paperwork I need to do on my end. Uh, my mother's doing some paperwork on her end because 
they need it from her, I guess, I don't know, and we're still playing the waiting game, and it's not exactly a fun game, because I'm not very patient, uh, now I just want to talk about, like, some of the traits in autism that I can definitely attest to having. A good place to start would be my, uh, my manner of fact perspective. That's something that I've kind of just always had as a kid. I didn't think too much about it growing up because it was, it is what it is. Like, I just kind of figured that there were some people out there in the world who shared my perspective and, I mean, yeah. From my from my own friendships with people on the spectrum, and just research and observation, I've noticed that that manner of fact outlook that I see this, this, and this, so this is so it all goes this way. Like there's no, like we're not concerned about anything but the facts. And I find that interesting, especially when people talk about things like politics. It's like, how do you get matter of fact about politics when you talk about what they have done and what they haven't done, and not whether or not you like them, <laughs> even though that can have something to do with it. Like for a good example, I did, while Trump was still in office, I didn't talk like willy nilly to just anyone about this because I started to pick up on these pick up on people who gave off those Trumpy vibes and just listening to them go on like as like a fly as a fly on the wall I would just I just would just say to myself like you know what I could point out that this guy is putting people in cages or I could point out that he is trying to he, he's, try, he's only giving tax breaks to the rich and all those other bad stuff that he did but with something as strong as belief there was no way I was going to change their mind and I just chose the path of least resistance because again that matter of fact tendency about me, like, I'm just like, no, this is stupid, I'm not going to give myself any more headaches, and again, going back, again, that was just how my practical, pragmatic mindset used to roll, I mean, it still rolls, although nowadays, I just have a bit more of a chip on my shoulder, like, I'm still, I, I'm still going to argue in defense of the facts, but I'm a lot more aggressive about it because, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that this journey into into an autism diagnosis has given me a better sense of who I am. Like it, it answers so many questions about why I've struggled with dating. Why I've struggled in the workplace. Why I can't just be like everyone else, I guess. 
and that's not a bad thing, like, I love who I am, I wouldn't want to be, like, the general, like, the general public for anything now, I'm almost 40, and, while I'm not always happy with sunshine and rainbows, it's, it's a good feeling to have that sense of self, um, so going back to other traits I resonate with, a big one for me is, I guess, control, that's, no, well, not so much control, but like, as my friend Sebastian, who's also on the spectrum, puts it, uh, time currency, like, I'm aware, I'm very aware, I'm very aware about that there's only so much time in the day. I want to do what I want to get done so that I can get back to doing stuff that I want to do. It's like, I'll help you out, I'll do this favor for you if you really need help, but be clear and concise. Don't give me half-ass details and expect me to read between the lines. Like, if you're not going to tell me the exact task that you want me to do, I'm either going to do things my own way, or I'm just gonna, or, or I'm just gonna tell you to fuck yourself. That's real talk. It's definitely made me a lot angrier person because, again, I feel like I felt like most of my life that I'm the only one who values my time and or the time, even the time other people like. I'll ask them, like, do you, are, you, do, are you sure you have time for this? Like, here's what I want to do. Like, I'll try to be as detailed as I can. I can't, I, apparently, I don't give the best instructions a lot of times. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, going on again with this. I... Um, I can't stress enough the importance of time currency for me. I, yeah, I like to enjoy my life, and if I'm wasting it on some asinine activity, I'm going to get infuriated. And that brings me to my another point. I don't know if this is common with people on the spectrum, but I know for me, I don't like surprises. I like to be in control of as much of my life as possible. I don't, because at least for me, in my trauma growing up, surprises are rarely nice for me. So it's like whenever things, it feels like whenever things go wrong, that it's just like a downward spiral, and it just keeps getting worse, and I just get to the point where I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore, <sighs> that's how I've been with social interaction, and that's especially how I've been with dating, uh, I don't do well with the new. I don't do well with the nuances of dating. This is also a very good point since I'm already segueing into it. <laughs> uh, 
never been something I've been very good at. I I learned that one of my biggest faults was that I was more concerned with how I felt in the relationship and how my partner made me feel. And I learned from that. And I did I've done my best just before, but the problem is now I don't know how to connect. Now that now that I'm at a place in my life where I'm not only being more selective with partners, because every relationship beforehand was due to me was was due to me just taking what I could get, which was not fair to anyone involved, least of all myself. Uh, yeah, going back on that, I would find myself just getting just t- again t- again just not feeling like not not feeling like I would ever be able to just find someone that checked all the boxes of what I wanted in a partner. It just didn't seem it it. It it's just felt like I was stuck with with it because I've had guys, men in my family, a lot of different relatives, just telling me straight up like, "Why are you being picky?" Like, I'm sorry that me having standards comes across me being picky, and I realize what it is now. I realize it for what it is now. Like, those were just like. Back, that was like backhanded encouragement. It was people telling me like, "You're not gonna do, you're not gonna do any better. Just be glad that someone likes you." And that did a number on me. And it was part. It was the main reason that I stayed in a relationship with a woman for two years that I had nothing in common with. about it because that's not what I'm here for tonight <laughs> but I I made I made a lot of poor choices romantically because of that and now going forward I've decided that like I want what I want and I'm just gonna keep going for it but from there it's kind of lonely and I guess that's just part of the curse of not just being, not just pars- possibly being on the spectrum, but ADHD. Like, it hits home in the most painful ways for me. And, well, I think this is a good place to end uh, my little ramble session for tonight. I am Byron D Zero, your main man here. Still getting the hang of this whole podcasting game on at least working solo. I um see that I'm starting to get a little bit of a following here now. And I sincerely hope that I have at least given you something to think about tonight. Until next time. It's your boy, Byron D Zero, signing off. Hey gang, it's Byron D Zero, yet again. And-
made it all the way through this grueling episode 3. 2021 is halfway through, and I want to try to get more in the swing of things and make stuff like this. So if you like what I do, please give me a listen. And if you like the music that I'm playing in the background, I will have information about the two parts involved in the description. Until next time, see you around.